Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. Wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Andrew Bridgen, Conservative Member of Parliament for North West Leicestershire, joins us now. Um, and he won't be feeling very happy tonight, I don't suppose. Good evening to you. Good evening, James. How are you? I'm all right, Andrew. I'm all right, but more was the point. How are you? I'm good. Um, family are all well and healthy. We're holed up in uh, in, in Leicestershire, and um, yeah, it's um, it's getting a little wearing. But um, I think we're we're You're over telling the me. Well, are we? I hope so. I was talking to a lovely lady today who's whose health is not very good, and she's uh, been told that because she has sadly only got one lung. Uh, she's going to probably be down in lockdown for quite a few months to come, um, mm. which is very sad. I mean, for, for people who may be thinking, well, I haven't got an awful lot of life left, uh, yeah, th- yeah. this is this is yeah. terrible, isn't it? Well, unfortunately, we are where we are, aren't we? Um, mm. I don't think anyone would ever wanted to be in this position. And, you know, the, the decisions the government have had to make uh, have not been easy ones, and and there no, isn't the sol- and there isn't the answer that we all want, is there? There isn't the, yeah. there isn't the magic. No, I know. I know. Um, I know. What I, you know, every one of those twenty six thousand deaths is a tragedy. Uh, it's someone's mother. Well, every father, death is a brother, tragedy. Sister. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Every every death and, is a and, tragedy. And and um, the only thing I can say in any mitigation at all is that. You know, the worst case scenario I saw before the lockdown was if we did nothing, there's potentially 860,000 additional deaths. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, and we've heard well, about uh, a million. You know, yeah. it, it's a tragedy. Um, yeah. And it's a bad job that it's the government's yeah. duty to take the decisions in the best interest of the country. No, absolutely. And, and no doubt there's going to be a huge inquiry into. Every every decision that's been made. Uh, but I think my point, my, yeah, my point is, Andrew, that I think it is getting not less difficult, but more difficult for people as the time goes on. To, to observe the lockdown, yeah. Well, I think, I think as you are know, feeling yourself, that the roads are getting a little bit busier, and obviously, if people mm. psychologically feel that you know the, the number of the infection rates falling, and we've got over the over the peak. Um, People aren't human behaviour being what it is. We are going to think we're going to relax a bit, and that is quite a dangerous, a dangerous yeah. scenario because yeah. it's quite likely there could be a second peak. Yeah. And if we think back to the awful uh, 1917, uh, 1918, 1919, 
Spanish flu pandemic. It was the second wave of the virus that uh, that caused the most uh, deaths, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, I think we'll be more cautious. No, I know. Though. I think. I think. Yeah. I think because Boris had it firsthand, so yeah. I think you know that's. I, yeah. We do have an yeah, absolutely. In a way, in a way that because of the slight uh, delay on the infection curve in the UK due to our geography, other countries in Europe are relaxing the lockdown before we are, and uh, mm. it will be obviously informative and, and very interesting what happens to their infection rates. Well, Germany, it went, up, it went up a bit and they have to reinforce it in some, some areas. I well, think. indeed. I mean, once it goes over one, uh, yeah. once the RO is over one, that means that the, the virus is, is transmitting to more than the original host, in which mm. case then the numbers are going to increase again. Yeah. And we all know what that means. Yep. Did you uh, did you go down to Westminster yesterday for or, or today I should say not yesterday? No, See, one no. one day is very much like another, isn't it? For PMQs, obviously you didn't know. Unfortunately, not. No, well, the advice is and uh, is not not to attend and uh, to 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 watch uh, with um, through the media. Um, it is a bit and, surreal, and I don't you know, politics isn't going to be the same. After, nothing's going to be the same after this. There's going to be a huge no. clamour for for more IT, uh, possibly remote voting, which I'm not a supporter of, but it's going to be harder and harder to resist, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think um, also uh, we're going to have to be very careful at the moment. I mean, next are now talking about the fact they may have to close down lots of other high street chains, and it'll be very difficult for any of these companies to come back afterwards, won't it? You're talking about next. Well, I know uh, Simon Wilson, Lord Wilson. I've known him for a long time. We were were together on the uh, Business for Sterling and No campaign 20 years ago to keep us out of the euro. Um, Yeah, and he's he's very knowledgeable about the retail trade. I've had many meetings with him. And the fact, you know, the fact is that in our household here, we've probably bought more from Amazon in the last month than I have in my life. And, you know, the movement from people's, Buying habits from physical retailing to online has been quite exponential, and then and the COVID nineteen uh, crisis will have put rocket fuel under that. So that just exacerbates yeah. the problem for physical retailers. Um, you know, I worry about the the pubs that have not been open for many weeks now. Well, Weatherspoons have announced they they want to open in June now. I don't know if that will be well, possible, but. I'm sure he does. Well, I'm, I'm sure they all want hmm. to, but I mean, at the end of the day, we'll have to be governed by the science. The problem is that you know yeah. pubs have been closing uh, across the country for years, and I, I do worry that, that some of them just won't open again after after this when yeah. it's all over. And, and also, I mean, people might say people, people's habits change, James. I mean, in my experience, people don't don't really save a lot of money. We, we spend, tend to spend our income, possibly more than our income, to keep the economy going. Um, yeah. And the money that people would have spent down the pub has been reallocated. Money that people would have spent in a restaurant has been reallocated. And mm. those those opportunities will have to fight for that money again when the, when the crisis is over. And people will have changed their spending habits. We all have done it. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Professor Lawrence Hurst uh, from the Department of Biology and Biochemistry at the University of Bath again joins us. Uh, Lawrence, good evening. Welcome. Hi, good evening. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, Lawrence. Um, one would say because of the twitchiness of some people now after, what is it, six weeks of lockdown, I think, uh-huh. nearly? Um, 
that this has come out as a bit of another scare story. I mean, even if it's absolutely true, uh, it, do, do we need to be told all this? I mean, it really is becoming more and more depressing. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I think there are some there are some good things on the horizon, so to speak. So oh, good. I, I oh, do be do cheer me up, please. I, I felt what, terrible all day. Ago, maybe, and then two weeks yep. when we first talked. Um, yep. This key number, which is the doubling time. So, how long does it take for a given number of individuals? So, you've got let's say a hundred individuals infected today. How long does it take till you get two hundred? And if you got two hundred, how long till four hundred, and so on and so forth? So when we first talked, and that's a, this is a really good measure of how much the uh, epidemic is taking off and how much it's under control. When we first talked, um, infections were sitting in four to five day doubling time. Deaths were two to three day doubling times. Really bad uh, exponential growth. Two weeks after that, when we were talked, it was more like 11 days for the infection doubling time and it had gone to five, six days for the, the death. I just did some calculations for you guys this afternoon mm. um, Thanks, with the latest data. Very nicely, they're, they're giving the data a little bit better now. Good, good. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've got, de- we've got um, lab-confirmed cases by date at which they were confirmed. And you can see that there's sort of a four or five-day lag for those numbers sort of to be mm. complete. So you go back four or five days, so the numbers are more or less complete. Mm. And you do that. So you go back to the 24th a couple of days ago. Yeah. And then you have to go all the way back down to the 6th of April uh, to harb it. So that's an 18-day or so doubling time. That's good. So yeah. in just the four weeks that I've been talking to you, it's gone from 5 to 11 to 18. Um, death rates uh, doubling time is now, my estimation, is about 13 days. That's bound to be lagging behind, as it always is. Mm. And mm. the scariest day, the sort of data that you've been talking about as well, um, we now think, from what we can see, so the infection peak uh, probably was of the order of about 7th of 8th of April, and the peak in deaths as a constant was about two weeks after that, 21st of April. Mm-hmm. And so the data they've been getting now have been coming right at that peak. Um, so, so, yeah, we're sort of looking at the worst of it. However, that being said... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's some other very interesting analyses that I've been looking at that have been coming out. One of the most interesting I've seen, you guys might find this quite interesting, has come out not from biologists. Because uh-huh. usually we only talk about yeah. biology, but it's a bunch of people from the Federal Reserve Board in America. <laughs> and they've yeah. gone back to the 1918 uh, pandemic, the flu yeah. pandemic. To put things into context, by the way, those numbers that you were talking about before, so what... Currently, we're on about 3 million infections worldwide, mm. 200,000 deaths. Uh, of those 3 million infections, about a million are in America, and that number's going to go up mm. mightily. Um, uh, so the 19 uh, pandemic killed, so deaths, not infections, uh, killed between 1,500 million people. Mm. So uh-huh. we're and the second wave was the worst. The second wave was the worst, wasn't it? Uh, well, that's the other really interesting thing, because uh, two series of analyses that have come out fairly recently looking at individual cities, because in America they have this funny thing that individual cities get to decide their response. And so you've got lots of these sort of independent tests. And so actually America has been, this 1918 data from America has been very useful to see what the best thing to do is. 
And so this paper that came out from the Federal Reserve Board was looking at um, how strictly cities did their lockdowns, when they relaxed them, how early did they put them on, and what effect that had on the total mortality over the period, but also what effect it had on the economy. And what they discovered is, well, as you might expect, the ones that had the really severe lockdowns, so very early in, late out, um, they had low mortality, uh, as you might expect. You know, that's why we do these things. Um, so those cities, they were averaging um, 500 to 600 per, uh, mortalities per 100,000 individuals. The cities that decided to be much more relaxed about it, so late in, early out, um, they uh, average about 800. So, you know, a good difference. And in some cases, Pittsburgh, uh, 1,200. So, you know, more than double the average by having a lax policy. But these guys are economists. So what they were interested in, what was the economic impact of this? So they looked back at the uh, employment uptick rates. So... Uh, what they find is very interesting, which is that the cities that were um, ha having the more stricter lockdowns early in, late out, they also had the faster economic recovery. So the employment rates, um, uh, the change is only about 0.1 for places like Pittsburgh and other places that had the, uh, the more lenient policies. And it's 1.3, many fold higher in the cities that had the stricter ones. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. OK, Ian Nathan, uh, film journalist, and you just said everything else. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Oscar, well, first of all, let's talk yeah. about the uh, demise of the cinema, shall we? Well, it seems... To I haven't quite... been for years. <laughs> There's been, a, you know, an ongoing sort of spat between cinemas and studios, and this has sort of come about before all the kind of virus stuff broke, like with Netflix mm. and all mm. the streaming services just making everything convenient for us. All this, the kind of the actual cinema chains panicked because they thought everyone's just going to stay home, you know, far cheaper and no babysitters and it's more convenient. And yeah, so the whole... absolutely. I, you know... Uh, you know, and so there was a kind of disturbance, you know, that's now been exacerbated by the fact that we've got the virus, no one can go to cinemas right now, and by a sort of process of necessity, a few films were released straight to streaming services, and not they were due to the cinemas. And one of these is a film I'm sure you haven't seen called Trolls World Tour, which is no. sequel to the film Trolls. It's obviously is it's it good? It's, <laughs> it's kind of for kids, and it's all family entertainment, yeah. and yeah. it's singing That's right up James's street. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's happened today is that Universal, who's, who, who distributed that film and made that film, mm. have sort of rather proudly and rather clumsily announced they've made $100 million from doing this, to, to put it straight to yeah. people's homes. Mm. And what's more, that $100 million, there's no percentage that has to go to the cinema chains. Mm. You know, yeah. they thought, this is, this is good. And so mm. inevitably a playground spat has now happened. And all the cinema <laughs> chains in America and those that own Odeon in the U.K., have said, all right, then, if you do that again and keep doing that, we won't run your films that you are going to put in cinemas. You know, this is not a kind of, you know, posturing peacocks. It's fair it? enough, though, really, isn't it? I think I'm well, going, cinema chains have a point. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. I'm a cinema guy. I'm a, I'm a film-goer. Yeah. I love the cinema experience. 
you know, it's yeah. different. It's different, yeah. Well, you like sitting there with somebody eating flipping popcorn or <laughs> speaking. No, or but I mean, do you remember somebody in, there with halitosis? But do you remember or, in the eighties, back in the eighties, all the cinemas were shutting because of the video recorder, and we thought, well, that's the end mm. of the cinema. And then they made these Warners and these massive yeah. sort of made the experience. So why will it suffer? Because it's not you're not going to get that experience at home. Well, it's, it's kind of a yeah, you know, it's like well, I don't well, know. Uh, TV screens are getting better, right. aren't they? Yeah. But there's still something about, you know, I find I, I watch films at home, you know, and I, I love films. I find I'm looking at my phone or looking at my laptop or I'm distracted. If I go to a cinema, the lights go down and hopefully someone without halitosis is sitting next to me. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> and, and you get the ice cream in the intermission at the ice halftime. Ice cream. And there's still a thrill. Maybe it's just going back to my childhood. Yeah. Right? I love going to the cinema. Yeah, I just think it's more of a, you know, uh, and that's experience. Mm. The choice of going out to a cinema adds something. Even though the film isn't that great. Really? I mean, I can see going out to the theatre and going yeah. out for a meal. I thought all of those, excellent, I love them. But going out and sitting down in a place and then you think, oh, God, yeah. these people the are The little so indie cinemas and, are nice, yeah, the little... You know, uh, yeah, well, if you go to see a screening of a movie before films, you speak yeah, to the people, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, I don't, I don't know, I can have... A, I can have um, uh, a magnum at home. Um, I can. Uh, I can. I can also have a glass of wine. It's very or expensive. A beer. I mean, it can be forty pounds for a cinema ticket. It, it, it's true. It can be expensive. Is it forty pounds? Yeah. yeah. 40 pounds. 40 quid. It can be at the top end. Uh, if you go to the Odeon in Leicester Square on a yeah, yeah. big film, forty pounds a ticket. Now, like a uh, when I used to work for, yeah. for a radio station in Leicester Square, yeah. I used to get when I was coming out after the show. I uh, they were doing a big movie. And mm. once or twice, a policeman sort of shoved me in the chair and said, no, sir, you can't come out here. Mm. I said, I'm, I'm going home. And it, you know, no, it's just because I knew who you were. Clog up, <laughs> was it? Uh, they used to clog up the whole of, of Leicester Square. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, all these people were desperate to go. And then I realised they'd just come to see the stars. Yeah. They weren't going to the movie anyway. Yeah, exactly. Tom Cruise talks to their mother on the phone. That's the sort of <laughs> yeah. thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's why everybody turns out. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's great if, if people like doing that. It's absolutely fine. 40 quid for a ticket. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how, uh, that uh, one in uh, Waterloo, blimey. the big round one, what's it called? The, the massive big round. Oh, the, the kind of the IMAX the, one. Yeah, the IMAX. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah but that's movie, different, isn't it? Isn't it? Different. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, yeah, I don't, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's, the social activity is part of it as well, I think. Yeah, yeah to go and see mm. a comedy and it works and there's a lot of you in a cinema, it adds something. You can watch a comedy at home, it doesn't quite play as well. You know, I think cinema has something mm. precious about it and something historical that maybe shouldn't be neglected. But, you know, who knows when this virus is going to end and who knows what world we'll step into? Will people even want to gather together? The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. You should be kinder to him. Otherwise, I love the show. <laughs> Regards, Mary. Yeah, you're Manchester. right, Mary. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, look, he's done problem, it again. He just cut the, me off again. Look, he's cut me off. Just, Shut up. When you when you start co- quoting Water Donis, I know you've lost the plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what I miss is, you know, putting my arms around you and giving you a little kiss. Yeah. Let's hope well, this lockdown stays on it, yeah. <laughs> Me and Phil are doing it, not uh, all the team. Adam and Amy will R- really. Yeah. I don't like going into arguments, James. I just like stating facts. Yeah, well you know, you're just trying to you're just trying to be clever. You. Actually, I have never, ever, ever been a member of any political party, ever. I once belonged to the Dennis the Menace fan club. With the that is not badge. a political party. Isn't it? It's not a... No. no. 
Tell them Jody, anyway, anyway, you, I don't you know what you've done to my him. dogs. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, Jody. I don't know what you've done to my dogs, but thank you very much in, indeed for the call. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.